Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and this is the Nightline Podcast. If you're interested in cars, car repair, music, fitness, technology, and more, this is the podcast for you. Interested in more of what's going on at Dubai Eye? Go to DubaiEye1038.com and search out our podcasts and blogs. Want to get in touch with me? Nightline at DubaiEye1038.ae. Enjoy the show. Get Fit Radio is what you've tuned into. The best hour of fitness conversation, motivation, and more in the world brought to you by Nightline and Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. You back yourself, James. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm, I'm confident. I'm very confident. You are very confident. And definitely with your, with your new look, with your new style, with your 2018 model, you definitely should be as well. There we go. Great to have you back on the show. As always, coming to you from Inner Fight Gym. We're on the floor. So if you hear a little bit of music, if you hear some people cheering and just, you know, letting out a scream of happiness from having done, you know, I don't even have a clue what they're doing down there, deadlifts or something. Maybe one push-up. Yeah, one push-up. Or two. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There we go. So I want to jump into things right away with the mailbag because people have been listening and they've been sending in questions earlier before the show. It's very nice to hear from people. Thanks a lot for all the questions that you've sent in. We'll fashion some answers for you. Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae if you want to get in on that club and get to the top of the list. First question. What is the best thing to have to improve metabolism? No name on this one. Yeah. Let's let's just go quickly. What is your metabolism? Metabolism is essentially the rate at which your body is working, the rate at which your body is moving things around, is burning. This is internal internally is burning the calories that you put in there burning the food that you put in there the rate at which it converts that food into energy and a resource to power your body to help you move forward you can speed it up you can slow it down there's this is it but really can the average joe like me speed it up and slow it down significantly enough to notice difference yeah to make it make a difference like if if you're for example we speak about a lot james if you if you're up to sort of five or ten percent dehydrated your metabolism will slow down by up to about 30 percent so if, you, if you're not hydrated, your metabolism will slow down. So it's it's almost like the easiest way to look at it is is if you think about a car and you want a car to move fast, you definitely need petrol in it, which is yeah. the food, and that petrol needs to be good quality petrol. So if you if you if you don't put good quality petrol in your car, if you put like watered down petrol in it or you put petrol with additives, which is is not really readily available, it is actually in some countries, some countries that have problems with with people tampering with petrol so petrol is one of the elements but there are other elements in your car as well in your engine you need a good engine oil you need some good engine lube so if you don't have that lubricant around the pistons for example within your engine then your engine in your car doesn't perform well. Okay, so someone's sitting here saying, great that we're doing car talk now, but <laughs> how does this relate to me and my physical fitness? So exactly the same. You've got all these processes going on in your body, one of which, like a lot of your metabolism, needs water to make it work. So if you don't have that water, go back to the car version, you don't have the oil in the engine, then that engine is not going to work properly. Without the water, your metabolism is not going to work properly. So we can speed it up and we can slow it down. We slow it down by having poor nutrition. We slow it down by having poor sleep as well. And we basically... Sleep is huge. Absolutely huge. huge. You can can sleep your way to better health. And and (laughs) 
People are laughing. They're going, what? Someone right now has just pulled over. They're shaking their head, and they're yeah. going, I can sleep my way to better health. Absolutely. Get out of here, Marcus Smith. Because if you, <laughs> the longer that you're asleep for, the, more, the better quality sleep that you get, the sleep that you get at the right time, you get a lot more growth hormone release, which is there – which is what that is doing is repairing your cells, regenerating them, which means more cell growth, which means is renewing. So everything is constantly getting renewed in your body. If you're not getting good sleep, if you're not getting good growth hormone release, then you're not enjoying that cell renewal. So just, and, and this is the thing as well. We, I've spoken about it a little bit before, but as animals across the animal kingdom, across the, the world, the universe, we're actually in tune with the circadian rhythm, which is when it gets light and when it gets dark. Yep. That's when we're designed to sleep. So yeah, if you're listening to this radio show, and yes, it's late at night, and you're just starting your night shift, if you're on night shifts all the time, your actual ability to secrete growth hormone when you sleep is reduced because your body naturally secretes more of it at night based on the scaling rhythm, based on, yeah. on, on night and day. So you, if you sleep properly, if you sleep deep in the right hours, which the, the main time for recovery is between about 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., so we've got about three-hour window, you definitely need to make sure you're in deep sleep by then. And you don't get that by going to sleep at one minute to one and getting up at one minute past <laughs> and, four. And spending all your time on your phone, as a lot of people do right before they go to bed. Exactly. It doesn't help you at all. It doesn't help you at all. And, you know, we could talk about digital sunset and, 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 and getting that blue light out of your system. That, that's a whole other subject. But the sleep is also going to affect your metabolism massively. So if you, if you want your body to, like, why would we want a fast metabolism? We right. want a fast and healthy metabolism so that when we put food in, when we put energy in, and when we're asking for the body to perform, same as the car, for it to perform, it performs. So we want our metabolism to work at a steady, solid, and healthy rate. And a consistent rate so consistent that you're getting rate. a consistent burn exactly. and you're getting consistent benefit. Exactly. And you also want it to, essentially, it's your, it's your fueling house. So if I want to go fast, I want to call on it. If I want to go slow or I want to go consistent, I want to call on it as well. So we can speed up the metabolism and we can slow it down as well. Where do we want it to be? Is, we, I mean, is, doesn't it naturally have yeah, a, a, a place? It, exactly. It does naturally have a place, but th this is the thing as well. is If you have poor nutrition, your metabolism could be like if something like uh, – let's take one metabolism stimulant is coffee, caffeine. Yeah. You can use caffeine to speed up your metabolism. But if you use too much caffeine and you're speeding up your metabolism too much, you actually then cause additional stress on the body, which then causes an excess or a, an, an increased secretion of the stress hormone cortisol, which then causes us all kinds of issues. And on the flip side of sleep, that's why we can't sleep of good sleep. We get bad sleep from excess cortisol. So we want to be a little bit careful. That's why people are like, okay, how much? And coffee is one of the biggest ones these days. Yeah. Like, can I use it as a diuretic? Yes, you can. Can I use it to speed up my metabolism? Yes, you can. Can I have six cups a day? <laughs> Probably not. So you just have to be a little bit careful. So well, the, the sheer volume of coffee becomes a problem and all the things yeah. you put in the coffee. That's one of the main things as well, James, is that I, I generally don't have a problem with people having like two to three cups, around 200 mils of good, pure black coffee every day. Like that's not really a problem. And what I mean by that is not the instant coffee you get. Yeah. 
I mean, one of my go-tos, if, if you are living in Dubai, one of my go-tos for, for coffee is raw coffee. Yeah, absolutely. It's, the name sort of fits with what it is. It's organic fair trade coffee. It's a specialty coffee. It's very pure. It's organic. It doesn't have chemicals in it. And literally, if we were to do a test of, you know, a, a, an instant coffee or some other stuff that you buy from the shelf compared to like a specialty organic coffee, you're really going to taste the difference. It's not bitter at all. It's very smooth. And the problem is, is that we're using a lot of these almost, they're not masking agents per se, but we're using things like sugar and milk to hide the harshness of something like an instant coffee because the taste of it is actually, it's not it's very it's, it's not very nice at all. Yeah. Nescafe is, you know, nothing against the folks over there. They make a product, but honestly... Yeah. If you can go with something that you're you're dripping and brewing yourself as exactly. opposed to something that you're scooping out of a jar, it's you'll so, notice that. It's so day. much better. So, you know, that's one thing that we can use to, to, to speed up the metabolism. In the past, people have used, and there's still a a, a, a market for it, for, for things like fat burners, which essentially what they do is they speed up the metabolism as well. The thing I like more about something that's more natural, like 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 coffee, is that it's, it's a lot more natural. If you use like a tablet form, fat burner or metabolism stimulant as it were you could be subject to having a lot more sort of additives and preservatives in your body that right. are not quite as natural a lot, a lot more artificial so so know, so if i want to improve my metabolism yeah what do i do first thing and, and it, there's a pattern isn't there make sure that you're eating good wholesome food you're you're staying away from from sugary stuff. You're staying away from dairy. You're staying away from like stuff that has sugar in it, like sauces. You know, Caesar salad dressing sauce has a, has a lot of sugar in it as well. You're then having good hydration. You're not having too many drinks that are full of of too much caffeine and sugar. So you're not having a Red Bull at 6 p.m. in the evening and then you want to sleep afterwards because we know that's a stimulant. If you want to use a stimulant like that or a coffee, you'd use it in the morning. And then you're getting really good sleep as well. And the icing on the cake to maintain a decent metabolism. Here we go. The icing. The icing. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the sugar, the sugar <laughs> pun comes around, doesn't it? But almost the icing on the cake to maintain a decent metabolism is actually having a little bit of movement every day. So if you're not someone that goes to the gym, that's absolutely fine. It's not essential. But if you're able to get active for 30 to 45 minutes a day that's absolutely awesome i'm seeing a lot of walking clubs these days and it, these yeah. are these are folks in their work clothes and they're doing just that they're getting out for yeah. 25 minutes i've watched them go up and down they're doing a little over a kilometer circuit yeah a little brisk walk super nice and i'm going great yeah i mean it, it goes back we we've, we've both been a fan for a long time james of the movement tracking devices yeah. fitbit was one of the first ones that sort of came to this region just before that jawbone yep just They've, they've evolved a lot, and I think they're absolutely awesome now. I, I love them in their purest form because it gave us a focus. It was just a simple strap, and some of them are just simple straps now. And it's like, okay, at the moment, uh, my desk job allows me to move 2,000 steps a day. I'm going to just set a goal to move 10,000 steps a day. Yep. So if you don't have that time, if you, if you have a, a, a super demanding job, if you work long hours, and, 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 and. There's a lot of excuses. Everyone can make the excuse. That's the other all side All you of need this. to target is moving like 10,000 steps a day, which is quite simple in, in the fact that every 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you just get up and walk around the office. You might not be able to get out to the park in the evening. You might not be able to do a number of different things. But if you just have that tracking device, you, you, you can have that. So that's that, the, the movement is the icing on the cake. But good nutrition, good sleep, and a little bit of movement will actually help your metabolism a lot and will improve your overall. And I would, I, I would 
I'll call it quite general, general health and well-being. You'll just feel a lot better. Your body will work a lot better. You'll be less susceptible to the disease in the form of not diseases you might know it, but the common cold yeah. or, 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 or something like about the flu or chest infections and stuff like that. You see people with a, with a good healthy metabolism. They rarely get sick. They're, you know, they're, they're pretty much game on 365 days of the year. So you're going to enjoy all of those benefits, which some people might like sick leave, but I'm not, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of it. You're listening to Marcus Smith on Get Fit Radio. This is Dubai I 103.8 FM. Coming up next, we're going to talk protein. Marcus Smith is here. Get Fit Radio is live from Interfight Gym. Talking protein here on the program. 103.8 FM is the station that you've tuned into, if you seem to have forgotten. Okay, so... Uh, me, like everyone else, can walk through any number of malls. There are kiosks, there are stores, there are aisles in our grocery stores filled with protein. Question yeah. has come in saying, uh, how, pro- how does protein build muscle and help us shed fat? What do I need to be thinking of in terms of my protein intake as an average person? Yeah, and I think that's that's the best place to start. I'll start at the end of this question. Like, you'll you'll go through the malls and... Protein, protein supplementation has become synonymous with a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Supplementation is only necessary if we see that there's a deficiency. So if we're not getting enough of something, then we might be deficient in it. Then we need to add more to supplement it. What I will say at the outset is that people should not be looking at synthetic supplements they should be more looking into their food but the problem is some of these synthetic supplements are really affordable and they're very alluring when you're walking by the kiosks they They are but they're also loaded with with a lot of additives synthetic additives and preservatives which tastes super good but it's not so so good for your body so let's go back to the start the the simple equation that we use for 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 Maintaining a healthy stroke normal lifestyle is that you should be having somewhere between 1 to 1.5 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So what does that mean? 1 to 1.5 grams. So if you weigh, let's let's make it easy, if you weigh 80 kilos, yep. you need somewhere in the region of 120 grams of protein per day in your diet. Whether that's plant-based or... Whether that's plant-based. Animal-based. You, you look at... if you, you can take, for example, 100 grams of cashew nuts gives you almost 20 grams of protein. Okay. So it, it goes... It's not just lean meat, chicken or fish. It's giving you a lot of protein. I eat a plant-based diet and I manage to get in around 140 grams of protein every day and I weigh just under 90 kilos. So... The first thing is, is is figuring out how much you actually need. So let's let's follow this through. If you're 80 kilos, let's say you need 120 grams of protein a day. Of course, and this is where the, the argument sways a little bit, if you're really looking to put up on muscle or if you have different goals, then you could have a little bit more, a little bit less. But 120 grams is, is, is a pretty good level for 80 kilo person. You then need to go through your diet and actually take inventory of how much you're having. So ah. if, you, if you look at your diet and you say, okay, this is what I generally have in the morning, afternoon, evening. I, I snack on some cashews. 100 grams of cashews is quite a lot. To, I, I mean, to, that to is honest. a lot of cashews. Yeah. <laughs> you normally snack on about 30, but 30 grams of cashews to 50 grams of cashews is going to be 8 to 10 grams of protein. So right. you're actually still getting some protein in there. So go through your food. One of the apps that I, I love and I use with a lot of my clients is MyFitnessPal. Yeah. So it's super easy to track your food in there. It gives you all of these breakdowns. 
Don't get too stressed out about all of your calories and your macronutrients at the moment. We're just trying to find out what protein is going into your body and it'll calculate it for you throughout the day. So if you put in there, you have a 150 gram lean chicken breast, it'll then give you how much that is. If you put in your cashews, it'll then tell you and it'll calculate. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can see that you're, you, you could be actually bang on how many grams of protein you need for your body weight. You could almost be bang on it straight away. So you might not need to increase. If you do, so why would someone need to go and buy the big tub of... Milk? No one needs to do that. Okay. It's like no one needed an iPhone. Right. We but like it. Steve Jobs <laughs> is very smart. He's, he was a good marketer. He was a very good marketer. And, and, and it is good marketing. Like, because the funniest thing as well is when you look at... This, this is a hilarious thing. So I would say in the last... When did I first start playing around with protein shakes? Maybe when I was about 16, 17, so... 20, a couple of years ago. 20-odd 20, 20 years ago, so the late 90s. That was when they were really coming around, and yeah. you, it was hard, like, you used to have I to remember to, Carnation Instant Breakfast. Yeah, geez, that's <laughs> terrible. But you, now, that's the start now of protein shakes, my friend. Are a dime a dozen. And what, what we used to want from, from protein shakes is the most amount of protein per serving. Right. And some of these protein shakes were like, okay, this one has 50 grams of protein per serving. Research goes on and time evolves and it's fantastic. Science is something that's great and people are constantly striving to, to figure out actually what powers the human body in the optimal way. And we then realized that actually in one sitting, the human body is unable to digest really too much more than 20 to 25 grams of protein. That's so huge. We were running That's a huge <laughs> amount of research there. Well, we were running around like picking up these protein shakes going, yeah, I'm going to be massive. I've got a 60 grams of protein in this shake and yeah. it was just loaded with junk. And then we're wondering why we're feeling bloated, going to the bathroom a lot and just in an absolute mess and, and generally energy levels just sort of dropped a little bit through the floor yeah. because our bodies are unable to digest not only the 60 grams of protein that was in the shakes, but all of the other junk that was in it as well. So it's the problem that we're seeing is that people are putting too much protein in their body. So you, you've gone through, you've checked MyFitnessPal, and you figured out that you've, you've, got, you've got 20 grams deficiency. And go check that app out, by the way. It is available Android and Apple, and it's cool. Yeah, and it's, the, the free version is very cool, and the paid version, which is very cheap, is super, super powerful as well. MyFitnessPal. MyFitnessPal. Go and see those guys. And so basically... If you have a deficiency, you then need to figure out, okay, how can I add something else in? Am I getting enough protein in a meal? So if you have a meal that only has, for example, eight grams of protein in it, can you have more protein within that meal? If you can, take what you've got. So if you're only having a little bit of chicken and it's delivering you eight grams of protein, then why not have a little bit more chicken? If, if chicken is, is your go-to. If you're on a vegetable-based diet, have a look at what vegetables are giving you the most protein and try and increase them. If you're getting more than 20, 25 grams of protein within each meal, then you're going to need to add an extra meal, which could be in the form of something like a, it, it could be in the form of a, a smoothie, a shake, a vegetable shake. Yeah. It, it, or if you want to then, within that shake, you can actually add a protein supplement, which I would always recommend people go for a plant-based protein supplement why because our bodies the only other option is a whey based protein supplement i did i actually did about a 40 minute video all about this is which is over on my website mjdsmith.com slash protein shakes talking about the difference between whey protein and plant-based protein as well but essentially whey protein 
is taken from dairy. And that also causes a lot of bloating within people. I've seen it within a lot of people. They start a whey protein supplement, unbloated, unbloated, unbloated. When they move to more of a plant-based supplement, like supplement where the protein is extracted from peas or rice, they don't find that bloating. Interesting. So yeah, it's super interesting. Most of these plant-based supplements don't taste very good. There is one that's readily available here in Dubai that actually tastes awesome. It's from New Zealand. It's a company called New Zest. And I've been using these guys for about three years what's, now. What's in it that makes it taste good? Because these things don't usually taste good, as you said. They, they've, I actually don't know what brings, that's a really good question. The actual ingredient that makes it taste better, I don't know. And right. I'm really trying to think hard because you're going I, to investigate that for I next did, week's show. I, I will <laughs> do. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it in the yeah. in the show that I did about it. They just they use so they'll use a a natural so the chocolate flavor one would be like a natural cacao so an organic cacao. They then take they extract protein from rice or peas and they just they basically have come up with a formula that actually makes it taste good because a lot of the plant based proteins tasted. Well, they look like dirty dishwasher right. water. You're, you're or describing like my juices, my vegetable yeah, juices. Look, they look awful. Exactly what, like, they what look you awful. Know, and you know what? Good. Some of the, well, in some days, yeah. if I don't cut it with uh, what did I cut the other one? The other day, I cut it with Apple. a little bit of uh, passion fruit. All right, and uh, put some. Pa- but passion fruit's pretty bitter. But the yeah. bitterness with the eggplant juice yeah actually makes it taste really good doesn't look good but it's tastes crazy really good. the the science of food yeah because obviously my wife holly has a, a food company Smith street paleo. paleo and she's always talking about this balance and i've always been like yeah yeah whatever but the the whole and i think there's five isn't there yeah and i really can't i don't know what they all are <laughs> but there's like there's sweet sour salty and then there's one other, which there's, I should there's know. Bitter, there's bitter. I'm not, I'm not sure what that comes on. I'm going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> on the and next another break. thing for next and, week's show. And then there's one more, which is a very, very, very unknown one. But yeah, you have to make sure you, you yeah, cut them. And it's be I think that's what New Zest have done. They've just sort of, they've put everything together from natural ingredients. That's good. So if you do, going back to the original question, like, should I have protein. a protein supplement? Yeah. What should it be? They're all things to consider. So how much protein? And, and a lot of people want to know, is this going to help me build muscle and shed fat by taking yeah. a protein supplement? Yeah. And you know what? It is going to help you to build muscle because protein is an essential part of the muscle building process. So if you do want to build muscle, then that's when your 1.5 grams per kilo of body weight needs to go up to about 2 grams per kilo of body weight. Once, and that will help you to build the muscle. What you might have is you, again, might have some digestive issues. So I always suggest people really don't change anything else. So don't suddenly start like loads of carbohydrate loading because you won't know which one's giving you any sort of digestive problems. And if you start loading on every area on your gut, so if you start loading with additional carbohydrate, additional fat and additional protein, all at the same time, you could have a, a... a, a meltdown basically so just make sure that you add things under control and you know exactly what you're adding but if you yeah if you want to pick up muscle you're going to need some additional protein but you're never ever ever going to need these big drums of protein powders marcus smith joining us on get fit radio this is dubai i 103.8 fm coming up next we're going to talk crossfit open <laughs> this is get fit radio your definitive source for conversation inspiration and motivation in the world of fitness marcus smith here from Interfight gym if people are talking about something in the fitness world we're talking about it and we're sorting you out it's that simple 
We'll just recap <laughs> on what we did in the last segment. I found it. The five basic tastes. We got it right. Well, we're missing one. Sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and umami. There we go. Then the umami is the one that's kind umami of... Umami uh, is very hard. Yeah. And I, I actually... She, she, Holly told me, like, where umami comes from and what it comes on. And I really don't remember. But okay. they're the different uh, there flavors and tastes. So if you're having problems with your food and it is a little bit too much one way, they're yeah. the, the way that he balances it. And that's where the real food scientists come into it. Or there the real go. juice master like you, there or the go. real soup master <laughs> like you comes into it, James. Hey, I, what, let's let's jump back into things here really quickly. CrossFit Open, second workout dropped. People have done it. They finished it. The leaderboard is just clanking away. Yeah. Let's If if you are unaware of what we're talking about, we when we talk CrossFit Open, and you can go to games.crossfit.com. This is one of those opportunities for anyone and everyone to get involved in a, a motivational goal. You you can sign up and be part of the CrossFit Games and do the Open. Uh, you do it at your, your local gym at this phase. Yeah. Or you could just go and look at the workouts and do them yourself and have something that you're trying to work towards. And if you've been listening to the show over the last seven years, you'll know that what we talk about very often, including last week's show, is setting those goals, yeah. setting reasonable goals, setting goals you can reach, setting goals that you have something to work towards. And those goals need to be simple, daily, and boom. If you do that, you can and will succeed. So one of those things, when we start talking about coming to a gym, whether you're you're doing your, your your spinning classes, whether you're doing you know high intensity training, whether you're doing circuits, whether you're in a CrossFit gym, is doing these workouts. Why am I doing them? Because I want to look awesome. But there's more to that. You also want to have some measure of your ability, Absolutely. and that's where the CrossFit Games and the CrossFit Open yep. comes into the picture. Absolutely, and it's a five week competition. We're with the second week in now. Anyone can enter it, and it isn't too late to enter. If you want to measure yourself up, if you like the sound of it, you can still enter it. You enter it online. It's about $10, so it's super cheap, and all you need to do is do your video at a CrossFit affiliate, which we are one, or you can actually do it in your home gym if you had yeah. a home gym, and you just video the workout, and then you su submit that. So, yeah, we're the second week in, James, and the coolest thing about the CrossFit Open is that it is literally for everyone. There's different age categories, and there's also different weight categories, so they have what is called the RX, the as prescribed category where people are lifting the same weights as the guys that are potentially going on to the CrossFit Games. And then you have a scaled division, which basically the weights are a little bit lighter, the movements are a little bit easier. And what that allows is everyone who's anyone who's done anything, nothing or something to get <laughs> involved. So this, this week's workout was a 12-minute cap on it. Yeah. Why don't, we, why don't you walk us through... So. The, sim the, the great thing about this week's workout is that no matter how fast or slow you are, yeah. weak or strong, it's over in 12 minutes. So that's people are going, nice. oh, that's not too yeah. bad at all. <laughs> it was yeah. in as soon as you hear the word burpee yeah. in 12 minutes and you know you've got a couple other things to do, it's like, yeah, that's not hard. Ah. <laughs> it was in two parts. So the first part was incredibly fast. Very simple movements. The first movement was a squat where you're holding a pair of dumbbells just on your shoulders. So you just yeah. put dumbbells on your shoulders. Not super heavy. For the RX guys, it was 50 pounds. For the scaled guys, it was 35 pounds. Is that 25 pounds each? Each, okay. yeah. So, so 50 pounds total. So, no, 50-pound 50 50 dumbbells each. each. Okay, so two 50-pound yeah. dumbbells. So 100 okay. pounds you're holding there as yeah. a guy. 
And in the scale division, girls were holding 20 pounds each, so 40 pounds total. Yeah. And guys were holding 35. You then do one rep. So you do one squat with these dumbbells on your shoulders. You then put them down. You do one burpee over the bar. You then come back to the dumbbells and you do two squats. Then you do two burpees over the bar. <laughs> and three and three and four and four all the way until you get to 10. Some of the fastest times for this, this workout lasted only around four minutes. Wow. Some people took like almost 12 minutes. Some people might not have even finished it. That's yeah. fine as well, but they would have just worked out for 12 minutes. So it's supposed to be a super fast workout, shoots your heart rate through the roof, everything's burning, and then depending on how long you took, you have the remaining time until 12 minutes to do the second part of the workout, which is what is called a one rep max clean. Basically taking as much weight from the floor on a barbell to what they call the front rack position. So essentially pulling it up off the floor, getting onto your shoulders, and then standing up straight with it. Clean yeah. is, you, you see it a little bit in the Olympics. It's the first part of the clean and jerk. So we're not putting the bar overhead. We're just getting the bar to shoulder height and then being able to be vertical, stood up with it. So what's happened here is this workout is reasonably light, very fast to start with, and then we're been asked to lift a max weight so two very different components the workouts only 12 minutes and it what, was, it what was were, a whole lot what fun. were people saying about it when they were done um when they were done obviously you hear a lot of feedback because yeah, you're so, watching people do this yeah we had we had over 100 people in doing it the feedback is is that they the, the first part is a lot harder than they thought yeah because it goes super fast and they get really tired so that when they come to lifting the barbell they're actually not able to lift as much as they thought that they could lift. For example, if your previous one rep max was 100 kilos to lift that clean, people were thinking, oh, yeah, I should be able to get 90, 100 kilos, easy, no problem. But when you've done that previous workout, that 1 to 10 dumbbell squats and burpees, you're actually then suffering a little bit. You're super tired. Your body's a little bit crushed, and then you have to lift the heavy weight. And they underestimated that. And, so, what's, and what is the, the mental training in here? Pace yourself. Yeah. Look ahead. Be realistic. You can do it. Yeah. But pace. Pace. It, it is a little bit challenging because the workout is scored in yeah. two parts. Exactly. So yeah. you have to go as fast as possible to get a good score on the first part. And then you have to lift as much as possible to get a good score on the second part. So it is a, it, it's a super cool workout. And... It, in itself, it, it was very challenging as well. So, yeah, I, I think people enjoyed it. We're two weeks in. The first week was a 20-minute workout. The second week was just that 12-minute workout. And, uh, yeah, it, it got a couple of people off guard, I think. Let's put it that way. How's it, how's it looking in the gym? How are, how are the folks doing? Everyone's doing, honestly, people Any are doing surprises? super well. You've got some folks who are doing, you know, way better than you would expect yeah, at this so, point. Yeah, so, I mean, this is, this is the thing, I think, with competition. And you have a lot of people in and around you when you're lifting those weights. We saw a lot of people get a new one rep max yeah. during the workout. Nice. So yeah, that, that was that was super nice. And I think, like you said when you opened this topic just earlier there, James, is that it's a good way to measure yourself up. It's a good way to challenge yourself. It's a good way to test your fitness. And I think what the Open shows people is it shows you where you're doing really good. It gives you that confidence. Sometimes it'll give you a little bit of a kick in the butt to say, yeah. maybe you should work a little bit more on this area. But I think it just gives you a lot of belief that 
you know, or it proves to you, which then gives you a lot of belief that actually all the training you're doing, you're actually doing a pretty good job. Well, and, the, and that is the big issue that I keep coming back to. No matter what kind of exercise you're doing, sometimes you don't realize how well you're doing until you have that little bit of a test. Absolutely. And so these kinds of activities offer you that little benchmark for yourself. Exactly. And, and you know, it only comes Make around, you feel good about yourself, it too. It makes you feel good, you know. And why wouldn't you feel good if you walk away from a workout like this? It's super measurable. You know your one rep max clean is 50 kilos, 70 kilos, or, or whatever it is, and you lift a little bit more than that. It's fantastic. You've, we create a great atmosphere, and everyone's welcome to come down and watch. Saturday mornings from 10 o'clock, we, we run through the open workout. We had about 80 people through on Saturday, nice. and then Sunday evening at 6.30 p.m., we do it again for those that can't make it on Saturday. Come and have a look. Come and feel the environment. Come and feel the atmosphere. It's completely free to come and watch, yeah. and, and, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But it's, I think it's super great, no matter what sport you play, what hobby you follow, to have those benchmarks in place and to have a time of year or multiple times of year when you test it. Yeah. If we go back to marathon running, you know, you did the marathon this year and there's a goal for next year. It 3.30. Gives, it 3.30. gives all of your training. <laughs> is that what time in the afternoon the race is dying? It gives all of your training so much more focus and it gives you so much more focus. And by that focus, you just enjoy it and your motivation just goes through the roof. See, it's that simple. Yeah. If you're wondering what you're listening to, this is Get Fit Radio. Marcus Smith joining us from Inner Fight Gym. This is Dubai I 103.8 FM. When we come back, we're actually going to pick up the, the conversation with several more questions that have come through, including one. And I talk about fortuitous questions and, and segues. Wondering if it is actually possible for you to train me to do a 330 stand to buy standard charge marathon. People are listening. This and, show's a fix. And, and I'm wondering. And I, uh, well, we'll get to that question right here on Nightline. Get Fit Radio is the program. Marcus Smith is here from Interfight Gym. We are sorting out your fitness queries, questions, and more. Nightline at Dubaii1038.ae. If you want to get involved in that program, send me the questions in advance. We'll get them on the show list for next week. It's that simple. Absolutely. Uh, we've, we do have a number of questions that we want to get to, and, and some of them are actually following up on last week. The first one that goes back to last week's show. And if you miss that, Dubaii1038.com forward slash Nightline. Head the podcast. You'll see Get Fit Radio there. If you've missed any shows, go and listen to them. They're all there. Yeah. <laughs> Why you, not? You should. If you sure. miss them, you should go and get them. Yeah, download them. Make them yeah. part of your, your Make commute it part routine. part of your life, yeah. Exactly. It, it, that, it's very true, though, James. And it's not just because we do radio shows, and it's not just because we And your we podcast. You over four, you, you hit 400 this we week. We hit 400. Woo! Yeah, 400 podcasts. I'm very proud nice. of that. But, you know, I think there's a lot to be said. We, we do have commutes. We have this downtime. Yeah. And a lot of people say to me, how do you have time to, to listen, to learn, to do this, that, and the other? The simple thing, like in the morning, it takes me about 10 minutes to, to, to get to the gym. In the evening, it can take up to 20 minutes to get home. I'll always listen to something in that time or I'll make phone calls in that time. So I'm, I'm actually using my time as efficiently as possible. And this is where podcasts are super 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 useful obviously like a lot of people and that's why the the drive shows on radios are so good for people as well because they're at drive time so it's right. when they're going home they can absorb all that content but that's tim elliott and uh, natalie lindo taylor if you're go. wondering who's uh, here it's absolutely so the point on uh, podcasts and listening to things on your own time is that you can really you can be focused on what content you get so the coolest thing is saying Dubai, you can pick all of the best shows 
and you can if you missed it you yeah. can re-listen to it exactly and you can you can slow bits down when James talks too fast and in his funny accent <laughs> and, and you, but it's not it's not only our show so I, I really suggest people if you are looking to learn more or or, 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 or anything or just want to have a lot more focused listening is to tune into something like podcast and they're super easy on, on, on Android you use Stitcher I do, I do use that as well. There's a whole what bunch other of app do you use for uh, what, like podcasts what am I using? on? I'm using something. Where I have to go look at my phone. I don't even yeah. pay attention to what it is. My, ra- my radio. I use another one. My okay. radio. And d- that's where all the, the the podcasts are. So I, Pod, I really suggest Podberry. I use Podberry. Podberry. Yeah, that's Podberry. a nice word. Yeah. But definitely, you know, if you, as I say, if you are struggling, there is a lot of time in your day where you could be listening to some interesting content. Not not Get Fit Radio, that's not interesting, but some to some people it is. Easy, easy. Well, last week, and go back to a question, someone was listening to the show, and I guess they missed the end of it. We were talking delayed onset muscle syndrome. Yes. And they, they come back and said, missed your Dom's suggestions, how to deal with them. Can you please re- repeat it for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what is delayed onset muscle? Delayed onset muscle soreness. Soreness, is, is, yeah. Is muscle soreness. And it could be, it actually, it's actually funny. Someone was in my class last night and then they sent me a message and they said, I have IOMS. And I was like, what is, ah, instant onset muscle soreness. <laughs> um, but what, what we generally see is that if you do a super hard session, intensity wise, weight wise, for a number of different reasons or just because you haven't trained for a long time, the next day or two days or three days later, you get this onset of muscle soreness. You start really stiffening up and, and it's terrible. A lot of the time, sometimes it just happens and you have to deal with it. Sometimes, you know, even if you're a really conditioned athlete, you do a really hard session, you feel it the next day or, or two days later. Two or three things goes back to what we we're saying at the start of the show with regards to metabolism. If your metabolism is at the right rate or in, in, in good shape, you're actually going to experience less delayed onset muscle soreness. So by having good nutrition post-workout, good nutrition throughout the day and the next day, basically good nutrition the whole time, along with good hydration, you're going you're gonna to basically avoid the worst part of, of DOMS. Also by having good sleep, rest, and recovery. So don't not sleep and then the next day go and try and smash the same muscle again. Your muscles need time to relax. They need time to recover. They need time to grow. We secrete growth hormone when we sleep well, so we need to sleep well, and then we'll grow and we'll repair. So they're the, they're really the two main things. So really good nutrition and really good sleep. There's then a load of other things that you can do to to sort of prevent muscle soreness. There's loads of different technologies that come around. You can you know you you can go into to an ice chamber. For me, I, I see that as unless a little extreme. It's a little extreme and it's very short term as well. Yeah. Unless you're using, like, I love, I, if we didn't live over here, I love cold thermogenesis. So actually in the morning being as cold as possible is super good. I sleep in a very cold, like my room is about 16 or 18 degrees at night. So I have it very, very cold. But on uh, to, to reduce inflammation fast through icing and through cold, actually just further delays things. I remember when we, when we were playing a lot of rugby in, in sevens tournaments, we'd play over a weekend. So after each game, they'd ask us to, they'd force us, which was great, to have a, an ice bath. So we'd feel really good for the next match and for two days. But then we'd really get sort of after that weekend or after that tournament finished, one or two days after, we'd get this really bad delayed onset muscle soreness because we're putting off the inevitable information. That's why I'm not a massive fan of, of cold protocols for 
you know, unless it's for specific right. performance goals okay. within within a very short period of time. Right. But that's that's really how you get rid of uh, delayed onset muscle soreness. But if you're going quite hard, sometimes it 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 does just happen, yeah. and there's no rhyme or reason to it, and you just have to manage it. You can you know you just have to make sure you're mobilizing well. A little bit of foam rolling can help it, but sometimes like the muscle might be super dry. So essentially, hydration. The, Keep hydrating. Exactly. That's the thing. A lot of people forget about that. Yeah, and that's that's what I see a little bit too often with people with uh, super tight muscles. Is that actually their muscle is so tight and dry? So it's like a it's like a a, a bit of biltong. It's super dry. So all that's happening is when we're when we're crushing it with a foam roller, we're just crushing this really dry muscle. So it's really not what we're actually looking for is increased blood flow to that area, and just by crushing it and crushing it with a foam roller or, or, or like a hard hockey ball, we're not getting that increased blood flow to the area. What we really need is more liquid to that area, more hydration. So that's something to think about a little bit. I'm not 100% against foam rolling. There's a time and place for it, but it doesn't always help when you have really bad delayed onset muscles on us. Easy. Uh, another great question that's come through is I hear how good burpees are at, from this week's <laughs> workout. Uh, why are they uh, such a super exercise? You know, it, it is. That's a really <laughs> that's a, good question. That's a good question, isn't it? I, I think burpees is like the pinnacle of a body weight exercise. The so, pinnacle of a body weight exercise. Yeah, because body weight exercise meaning you're just using you're your just own using weight. just using your body weight. So if, if, you look at, if you look at what else is a body weight exercise, you've got an air squat. So a squat. What we're asking you to do there is move your body up and down with your legs. Yeah. You've got a push-up. What we're asking you to do there is move your body up and down with your upper body. A burpee is combining everything. So we're literally just falling down on the floor, getting up as fast as we can. So if, you're, if you can manage your body weight efficiently, you're going to be really good at the burpee. Okay. The coolest thing as well about a burpee is that and it, it's almost like any exercise, but it can, in that the more the, you can easily increase the number and the, you can easily increase the intensity by doing more or by doing them faster, which right. sounds super basic. It does sound basic. But it's not super. <laughs> it's not super. It, it's not. Do 10 burpees. Do 10 burpees yeah. and experiment for yourself this, this how fast you want to get up. And after five, see, okay, I want to now increase my, my speed. My, my speed. Try yeah. doing that and then you instantly get what we're talking about exactly so that's, we'll wait just that, do them right now probably, we'll wait that's probably the better, the better way to put it the good thing as well is that you can do burpees pretty much anywhere absolutely so anywhere. no matter where you are and th this is the great thing and this is why i'd love to see people doing them as they're waiting for the metro or a bus i, I i'm still when it's raining well it, it hardly rains here so it's not an issue True. but i i'm still and we'll, we're going to come back to the burpees this is just a little side side visit here yes we have an opportunity for body weight exercises with all of the people who wait for buses, metros, and other you know taxis. There's a lot of standing around for a short period of time. I yeah. don't see anyone doing air squats. I, I just don't see anyone doing body weight exercises, yet no. they could be. Yeah, they absolutely could be. And I don't understand why not. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I mean, the thing, I, <laughs> it is a little bit of a tough one because I think sometimes when people... Don't make excuses for people, Marcus. I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm Sounds just, like you're you're heading towards an excuse. I'm going to tell you how it is. I think sometimes <laughs> that when people Why would are you change things? waiting for a bus and they're in their suit and they're going to a meeting, their inclination, this is for me personally anyway, 
you know, they're in, I, I sweat a lot, so I try to move around when I'm when I'm when I'm obviously in my well, I wear sports clothes the whole time. But I don't I can't imagine I'd be wanting to do too many burpees in my suit. Yeah. Especially because the amount that I sweat. But that's just me. Maybe yeah, that's just you. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think there's got to be a way. There, there there's is got to be some very. I mean, I'm not saying necessarily we have to do burpees on the metro platform, but there's other things we could be doing. I think we need. Platform. I think we need a little bit of organization for some body weight exercises. Highness, this would be something he'd be absolutely into. Well, maybe we figure should. that out. Yeah. Yeah, we we need to have a chat. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna totally revolutionize you know fitness on all capacity. We want to be the fittest city in the planet. What about if you didn't they? Where was it in the world where you, if you wanted to buy a metro ticket and you did like 20 push-ups or 20 squats or something, you got a discount on the ticket? There we go. We should start somewhere that here. In the, I'm in. Somewhere in the world. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. And okay. then you just have a load of fitness coaches yeah. in, in each of the metro Why stations not? and they'd just be telling you, yeah, James, get down, See, do this, do, do that. Got, you got the police guys standing there. They can coach you. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I wonder if they, how happy they'd be. <laughs> they'd There's be, an they'd idea love that. For, for all the government officials. Yeah, listen they're listening because we know they all listen. Yeah, they're getting exactly. ideas right now. This is where they're coming for ideas. All right, Marcus, we have absolutely run out the clock again, which means the rest of the notes, which we'll post online, DubaiI1038.com forward slash Nightline, will have to be put into next week's show. That's okay. We're going to talk push-ups and more all here on Get Fit Radio. Thanks for coming out. Thanks As always, lot. want to find Marcus and his podcast, Interfight Gym. Thanks for joining us on Get Fit Radio on Dubai Eye 103.8 FM. We'll do it all again next week. Same place, same time.